welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. And for those of you that don't know, or we've got new listeners around the world, each episode we take a topic that we know very little about and we just give ourselves a week to read and research all about it. The idea being that we do the hard work and then share with you what we feel are some of the most important pieces of information. That is exactly what we do. And what we're doing is sharing us just a summary of our findings. And so everybody knows we are not experts in anything that we talk about. Hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with everyone, we can all learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Exactly. So let's get straight into it with this week's topic, which is cigarettes. Back with another episode this week. This week we're talking about cigarettes. We've got to know stuff about cigarettes, surely. We like to start, if you're new, by the way, we like to start each episode by by sort of challenging each other. What did we know about this before we started? So let's go. Ollie, what did you think or what do you know about cigarettes uh, in advance of this week? So I know they stink. I know they're they're pretty smelly, (laughs) aren't they? I remember... (laughs) I remember when we used to when we used to go out, Liam. It would be you'd get home from a, from a Thursday night out on a Friday morning. Your clothes would absolutely stink from the night before from cigarettes because everyone was yeah. smoking inside. So you obviously know know what cigarettes are and what they look like. I know they're pretty bad for you. I know that there's there's all sort of facts and stats out there about they're they're pretty bad for you. But it's I think it's on the decline. But I think a lot of people still do it. Um, so yeah, it could be an interesting topic. How about you? What did you know about cigarettes? No, exactly the same. This is this is one of those things where you think you know everything about it, and then there's just loads of little nuggets of information that perhaps you didn't know, and that that hopefully we're going to share. I mean, it might be that lots of what we say actually just confirms the things that we already thought. Because I totally agree. You know, is it it's on the downward tra- downward slide in it smoking surely. Um, there can't be that many people still smoking by now. <laughs> it's you interesting know. you turns say out that. that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it turns out that is not true. There's flipping loads. <laughs> we'll get on to that into a minute. But yeah, let's let's dive right in then. I think I think in, in general, yeah, what we were saying there is that the whole view on smoking cigarettes has changed dramatically over the last century. And we'll we'll come on yep. to that in a in a bit more about it. But you know, as a summary, like it was once a habit that was looked at as being pretty cool, you know, pretty sexy thing to do. It was even thought at one point that it was good for you. And loads and loads of people were smoking. And we'll come on to some numbers. It was even promoted by athletes. It was on TV. People in films always used to smoke, but that's obviously gone away now due to some of the things we'll talk about. But nowadays, that that view has changed, and it's now a bit more of a a nasty, addictive habit that actually can kill you and kill people around you. So why do people even do it? Well, I've got no idea. got literally no idea. And like we said there, probably nobody smokes, right? Or at least fewer people smoke. It is thought that about 1.3 billion people smoke billion people yeah yeah what that's enormous numbers that, that yeah i can't i was like that can't be it can't be true <laughs> why is that many people do smoke surely they know it's bad for you you know, it kills about eight million people every year yeah and it's it's seen 
it's seen as like one of the world's largest health problems that we have. And they actually even say that it's the biggest cause of preventable death. Yeah. Isn't it? So most people die from it, from this thing, which is actually preventable from doing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a million people die every year from it. And they're not even smokers. It's from like the secondhand smoke. A million people. That's pretty mad, isn't it? And then maybe just throw out another that another stat there for you just to, to tee this up is that for the entire 20th century, it's estimated that 100 million people have died prematurely because of smoking. Yeah, it takes each cigarette takes 11 minutes off your life. Now, that was like, I was like, well, they just probably say that number. But then when you like they, they've got so much data, you know, that they've got millions and millions of people have died early. And they know that they smoked and they know what their their like estimated life expectancy was. So that they can extrapolate that number and they know that's probably true. So yes. it's not just made up, like that's a real number. Eleven minutes of your life every time you smoke a cigarette. And then to add on to these big, big numbers that we're talking about, is that there's nearly five trillion cigarettes are consumed every year. So that's a whole lot of cigarettes, isn't it? Five trillion. But just in case, Liam, in case we've got anybody listening who isn't entirely (laughs) sure what we're talking about when we're saying the word cigarette, do you actually just want to let us know? What is it? What what have you got written down to describe a cigarette? Uh, It's a rolled up envelope of tobacco, typically wrapped in a corn husk or rice paper that is then lit at one end and inhaled from the other end, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Possibly with a filter at one end. Yeah. And the way that they're made now has some resemblance to how they were made at the very, very beginning. Yeah. But yeah. there were some differences, weren't, weren't there, in the, in the way that they, they originated at, at the very, very start. And we need to go back to it's around Aztecs in Central America, sort of in, in around what is now Mexico, in around that time, where you used to have the people that were living there, the Aztecs, who they would they would crush tobacco leaves so tobacco is uh, the the main proponent and ingredient of what's uh, what of what a cigarette is they used to crush tobacco leaves and put them into a, a husk of a vegetable leaf or something along those lines and then they would then smoke them wouldn't they yeah they'd essentially yeah they take the, the dried up tobacco leaf which is the, the brown bit on the inside of a cigarette yeah wrap it in another leaf and light it and smoke it but Back then, it wasn't used recreationally. It isn't, well, at least it's not thought it was. It was used medicinally and ceremonially. So yes. they would use it if there was some sort of party or, or big event happening. But equally, you know, if somebody was ill, <laughs> they would they yeah. smoke on this. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> now we know. All that does is make it worse. But obviously, back then, it was, oh, you've got a headache. Oh, you've hurt your leg. Here you go. Smoke this bad boy. Like, what? <laughs> there are some short-term short-term effects that we'll talk about with cigarettes so maybe that's what they were thinking but yeah yeah use medicinally and in ceremonies and i think it was maybe more the people who were like the shamans or people who were head of the tribes who were the main people who would actually use it um and as you say definitely not recreationally so it, it was known about it's been known about for for a long long time um but it took a little while for it to actually spread around the world. And it wasn't until exploration really started. And it was 
good old Christopher Columbus going over and, and discovering the new world of America. Yeah, in 1492, when, when he got there, basically. He saw people smoking and basically acting drunk, is what he said. And, uh, and do you know, they'd actually given them as a gift, like they'd given them fruits and vegetables and, you know, as a welcome. But a part of that gift was a bunch of dried out tobacco leaves. But because the tobacco leaves stank and they didn't know what they were, they threw them overboard. So oh, to begin they? with, Christopher Columbus and his gang were like, ah, I don't know what this is. But <laughs> obviously, in spending time there, they realised what was happening and, and why smoking was, I don't know why everybody liked doing it. So and they what, sort of ended up going back to Europe. So what, what the Aztecs would also do with it is that they, they would take tobacco, take this tobacco plant, sometimes they would chew it, Sometimes they would drink it in tea. Sometimes they'd inhale it as powder, like snuff, or you know, consume it in some sort of like jelly type format. But by far the most popular was was smoking, and it must have been looked at as you know pretty odd going over these Europeans going over to America and then seeing somebody smoking. There's a bit of a funny story about the guy whose first thought to have brought it back to Europe. Yeah, there's a guy called Rodrigo de Jerez. Uh, he's credited with getting it to Europe. So he w- he was on Columbus's um, boat. He went back to Europe. He went to a, back to his, his town in Spain, like a, I guess it was like a small little village town, Avamonte. And he he took some with him, was was seen smoking it. And obviously, now, what we've got to remember is at this point, no one's ever seen smoking. So, yeah. so nobody knows what, like, this isn't just like a different version of smoking. No one had seen anybody smoking anything. So, but anyway, he was basically arrested because it was deemed that only the devil could give a man the power to exhale smoke from his mouth. <laughs> so he, he got it back to Spain and then it basically took off in Spain. But um, he ended up going to prison and was there for like seven years or something. And by the time he got out, smoking had caught on. <laughs> That's a pretty harsh deal, isn't it? But that, that guy, what he was smoking was a cigar. So we're talking about cigarettes today. And what happened there is Christopher Columbus and his crew and this this chap, they saw the the Aztecs smoking cigars, what we would now term as cigars. And the way that what then happened is this chap taking it back to Spain, you then had in the 16th century beggars in Seville, they actually created the first cigarettes because cigars were seen as a bit of a luxury item that only people with money could afford they would smoke these cigars and then throw away the, the cigarette butts. So the beggars, would they would then go and pick all of these butts up, they'd shred them down and then roll them into scraps of paper. And they actually then started calling them cigarillos, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, basically. And then from there, the word, yes. Hey, we're basically talking about the etymology here, aren't we, of the word cigarette? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not what you're, not what <laughs> so the word cigar came from the Mayan word sikar, S-I-K-A-R, which means to smoke. Okay. Um, so that they think that is where the word cigar came from. And then, yeah, then they were cigarellos, um, cigaretta, uh, you know, basically all, it all came from there. And then it became the word cigarette. But yeah, it, yeah the Mayan word for, to smoke is sikar, apparently. Nice. Is, so yeah, so it was, it was cigars that were brought over. They were turned into hand-rolled cigarettes from the scraps of the the cigars and that just caught on so it then spread from Spain into Italy and into Portugal then went all into Europe and 
tobacco, they realized it was easier to then cultivate and they're able to grow it more. The Spanish were fiercely in control of being able to be the ones who controlled the growing of tobacco. And it then grew and grew from, from there, really. And even to a point where it was even used as currency, wasn't it, tobacco? Yeah. Yeah, they started using it as currency. They started Shops started to open to be selling it in like the early 1600s into the 1700s. Um, but yeah, it became a currency um, that, that people would, would trade. Then it started in sort of the middle of the 1800s. It started turning into like people could roll it into cigarettes, didn't they? It started stopped being cigars and it started sort of starting to resemble what, what we would know. You were saying there's a guy that could roll like 40 in a minute or something? <laughs> yeah. What was that story? So they were they were all like hand-rolled cigarettes at this point. So people had worked out that they could they could put this this tobacco in a piece of paper and then they could turn it into a, a cigarette as we now know it. So cigarellos turning into cigarettes. Then businesses started springing up and cigarettes were manually hand-rolled in the 1800s. And the way that they would do it is they'd have a little trench on their, their table at their workbench they'd be working. They'd drop in some of the tobacco. They'd furiously rub their hand over it really quickly. And it turned out they could roll 40 cigarettes at a minute, which was some going, but you're reliant on a human doing that. You're reliant on someone being good at rolling, not messing it up and making a good job of it to then be able to sell these cigarettes on. And it wasn't until the chap yeah. thought, you know what? We've got a better way of doing this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is middle of the 1800s. They started opening cigarette shops. You can actually buy the cigarettes. But like you were saying, these are all hand rolled. And it was in 1881, uh, a cigarette rolling machine was invented by a guy named James Bonsack. He's an American. And it could produce 200 in a minute instead of the 40 you just said. And that essentially, you know, like most things, that sort of changed the game, didn't it? It started to get to a point where they could make more. Um, then another American guy, James B. Duke, in the late 18, like sort of 1890s sort of time, he founded the American Tobacco Company because they basically refined this machine to a point where it could make a lot more than 200. And and yeah, and then and then that machine got to England and off we went. Yeah, that, that they refined that machine so well that it could actually make 400,000 cigarettes per day. So they, you know, they'd really worked out a way of cranking up the the output there and making it way more cost effective and yeah removing the the human need to be involved they were coming up with these you know pretty standard looking cigarettes each and every time without having to have a human hand rolling them which was massive yeah today's ones can make about nine thousand a minute so you know that's that's a lot more than that which is which is crazy yeah and um off they go. They're, you know, these companies have sprung up. There's two big companies, one in England, one in America. Uh, they, they actually at one point wanted to try it in the early 1900s. They wanted to sell cigarettes into each other's company, like the American company go to England, the England company. And they basically, there was a bit of a standoff, a bit of a tobacco war, and they decided that they'd sort of call a truce and they'd stay in their own countries. Yes. So they would, they would like stay where they are, but then they would go and sell them to the rest of the world. And yeah, by 19, by 1924, there are about, well, just in the US, there were 70 billion cigarettes sold. So we've gone from 40 a minute to 70 billion in a year, in wow. about 20 years. Wow. That's big, isn't Crazy, it? Isn't it? And it? So, it, yeah, it started to get ever more popular. And 
something else which we'll find out is that there's actually an addictive element to it as well which then helps yeah. you know make make people want more of it and then them having to increase the output but it was in the first world war wasn't it where more women then started to smoke as well and so there's a, like a whole other market it was seen as more like more like a man's thing to do but then more women then got involved as well as they were then starting to and have more equality yeah uh yeah 1920s uh they basically started promoting it to women they had a brand called mild as may which was basically they're trying to feminize smoking and it ended up that you know they tripled the number of female smokers in next to no time um but then you get into the 30s and the 40s and it's starting to be advertising but at that point it's pretty interesting who was it that realized smoking was bad i mean we'd read that way back in the 1700s there were people realizing that it wasn't good for you or that it was addictive but in in the sort of the late middle um middle of the 1940s who was it that realized it was bad for you yeah but apparently it was the the nazis they were the ones who first yeah. came up saying that smoking is bad for you and it is something that you shouldn't be doing um they they were able to start proving that the illnesses that were coming out of people from smoking were linked to cigarettes yeah, they banned it in public spaces and things like that, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and then 1967, the Surgeon General, who I think is, is he in charge of like health in America or something? Yeah. I, I don't even know if it's a he. It would have been at the time, I'm sure, a man, wouldn't it? But yeah, I think let's go for it. The person who's in charge of health stuff. Yeah, came out and basically said cigarettes cause cancer. And, you know, we've got the 70s, 80s, 90s, lots of um, people suing cigarette companies, limiting advertising. They've got to put disclaimers on the pack of cigarettes 1997 was the first time that a tobacco ceo by the name of bennett lebeau uh, or lebeau came out and said yes tobacco and related products cause cancer which is like a yeah. big deal because this is the yeah. guy that's in charge because until then they were sort of denying it essentially yeah um, yeah definitely but, and as you were saying there, there were people along the way who like years before had been saying they don't think it's a good thing a main protagonist who hated it apparently was henry ford the guy who invented the ford car company which is now gm motors isn't it so he he was the one who was saying that it used to control the workers and he didn't like it that the workers were slaves to cigarettes and so he was actually put a ban on it across all of his factories all of his car showrooms across the across the country and not letting anybody smoke but yeah a lot of people are sort of cottoning onto them being a bad thing for them and there's there are a lot of bad things in them aren't there yeah so i think yeah basically cigarettes equals bad and i think it would be remiss of us not to now have a little talk about why are they bad like we know i mean i'm sure most people listening even people that smoke they must know that they're bad for you but why are they bad for you like I was thinking, so, you know, you read about all these chemicals in, like, I know this, there are chemicals in there. They are bad for you. They cause cancer. Right. But have the cigarette companies put all of those chemicals, you know, yeah. are they rolling up a cigarette and just dropping in a little bit of this, even though no, no, it causes <laughs> cancer, a little bit of this, even though no, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, this yeah, tiny yeah. cigarette, how they get all the stuff in there for a start? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty, pretty bonkers to think that a cigarette contains over 600 ingredients it then has about 7,000 chemicals from it. And crazily, 50 of those ingredients that are in cigarettes are carcinogens. So things that are known to cause cancer. 
Mind boggling. Yeah. Now, well, you said 50. I've read that it's 60. So one of us is right and wrong, but it doesn't really matter because <laughs> so, so there are 7,000 chemicals that, that are in cigarettes. Typically when they're burnt, by the way, we'll get to just a minute where they come from. As a cigarette burns, it releases 7,000 different chemicals. 60 or so of them are known to cause cancer. Like they are, that definitely happens. Yeah. 60. Yeah. That's so bad. So bad. And then other things are added, aren't, aren't they, to to the process of them making cigarettes to keep the, the tobacco from staying moist, so not completely drying out, for the cigarette to burn smoother, for it not to taste yeah. absolutely horrendous. There are other things that are, that are added, aren't there, along the way? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they add things. They add sugars to make them perhaps sweet. Sometimes they have flavorings, don't they? Um, but these, yeah, they, they have things to, to make you feel better when you smoke them. All these things are added. But it's, it, we've got to point out, most, like lots of them come from, or it all happens when the tobacco burns. What in the actual so, leaf? Like, the, so that the tobacco plant leaf burns. That's when all yep. these toxins get released from it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tobacco itself as a plant is really good at absorbing all the stuff in the ground. So all the pesticides they use to grow it, all the horrible stuff in the in the ground gets absorbed into the plant. Then as the tobacco burns, it releases chemicals which are known as tobacco-specific nitrosamines or samines, TSNAs. And these are specific to tobacco plants in that when it burns, it creates these chemicals. And these chemicals are horrific. And then, obviously, on top of that, we've got these other additives that are being added in that are also horrific, which yes. leaves you with all these different chemicals and all these different additives that are so bad for you. And we're going to reel some off, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, but I, I was looking into it. The, the tobacco plant, it is pretty lethal, it seems like. So it's a, it's a naturally occurring plant. It, it grows in places where it needs it needs to be warm it needs to have you know good irrigation of the soil it needs quite dry soil so it's typically we we're talking a few weeks ago about bananas they grow within a, a 30 degree latitude from the equator don't they tobacco is more it needs to be about yeah. 50 degree latitude and so there, there are particular places that it can grow but the nick the tobacco plant if you eat it i was thinking what would happen then if you were to actually eat a tobacco plant and apparently the side effects are pretty horrendous You'll get pretty bad stomach cramps. You'll get arrhythmia in your heart. You'll get headaches. You're probably vomiting, and it can even induce comas. Who, who was the first person that thought I'm going to like this <laughs> and breathe it in? Well, that's that's what must have happened. So in the Aztecs, it must have you've gone along to yeah. this plant, Liam. You've picked it up and you've gone, ah, oh, what's this? You know, I'm going to start eating this, and then you've fallen over and had a coma, and I've gone, I better not eat it. Have I just smoke it? Yeah. So I stuff it into True. a pipe and smoke it. True. I mean, it's only even to like my kids, they make potions, right? They just take all the random stuff they can find and put them in a bowl and mix them up, right? <laughs> I reckon that's what they, they probably do. They have all the stuff in a, in a real, like a cauldron. And as it's burning <laughs> and smoking, everyone's sort of breathing in this smoke. And then we're like, you know, going a bit doolally. Anyway, we digress. Let me tell you something that is inside a cigarette and yeah, you can tell on. me what else it's used for, okay? So this okay. Is, well, I'll give, I'll give you one we've heard of, right? Arsenic is inside a cigarette. Yes, you have heard of arsenic. Isn't this the one that's more commonly like used as rat poison? Yep. Yep. And it's in a cigarette. <laughs> I've got another one oh, I can throw at you. What about 
formaldehyde? Um, no idea, but I think we learned that. I think that's really toxic because didn't we learn that when we did about hangovers? Doesn't it happen in your liver or, or something as you break down alcohol? So you, your liver definitely produces acetaldehyde, but it might be this as well. But this, so formaldehyde that's in, uh, that comes out from smoking tobacco, this is the chemical that makes paint and it also preserves dead bodies in morgues. <laughs> um, what about hexamine? I don't know. What's that one you saw? That is, that is typically used in a barbecue lighter fluid. So this chemical way, as you burn tobacco, as you burn a cigarette, it releases hexamine, right? So that is that is in there as the tobacco burns. And that is the same thing that you use in barbecue light fluid. Wow. There's another one called cadmium. Any idea on this that's one? In batteries. <laughs> yes. Battery acid, I think. I, do know, I think I actually know that. <laughs> yeah. It's a super toxic um, chemical that's used to make batteries, but that's in cigarettes. One thing we should talk about is... Tar. People must know there's tar in there, right? Is that black yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I think pretty much when you're when you're at school, you get shown the different lungs, don't you? This is a healthy person's lung that's all nice and pink, and then this is a smoker's lung, which is black. Um, it's not yeah. quite the same tar that you could pave your roads with, but it's not far off, is it? No. 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 Yeah. If you haven't seen it, is yeah, thick black gunk that's inside a cigarette. And this is the stuff that. You know, it stains your fingers, makes your fingers go yellow, stains your teeth. It's horrible, sticky substance. And what it does is that when it goes into your lungs, it, it clings onto the lung cells, by all accounts, the, the cilla. And then what happens is it just clings more and more, clogs them up, slowly killing all of those, those vital parts of the lungs. And then once it's in there, the tar just moves deeper and deeper into your lung. Blech. That's grim. Another thing we haven't mentioned, right? I think there'd be people saying, I know there's this inside a cigarette. What nicotine? We've heard about nicotine patches and things like that, but nicotine is one of the major reasons that cigarettes are addictive, aren't they? So do we want to just talk about that? Should we better just mention that? Oh, massively. I think maybe we should just talk about where, where nicotine gets its name from. So if we cycle all the way back, I think it was around in the, the 1560s, there was a guy called Jean Nicot which is N-I-C-O-T, and he was the Portuguese ambassador to France. So this is where it's then starting to spread all around Europe, and he's the guy who then takes it over to France. And from there, this guy, Jean Nicot, he's the one where we then get the word nicotine from. He's, his surname just somehow got attributed to the botanical plant of, of the botanical substance nicotine. Okay. So nicotine is nicotine's the thing that is addictive, but that makes you feel good. Yeah. And it's it's just one of the chemicals. Because I was like, well, is nicotine the thing? Nicotine's not bad for you in the sense that it makes you ill, but it does create a dependency and it you know, and it's not ideal, but it is just one of the chemicals that is released as a cigarette burns. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's the thing that makes you feel relaxed. It releases endorphins in your brain and it improves your mood, but it's also pretty addictive, isn't it? Yep. And it only takes eight seconds for nicotine to reach the brain. So the thing with cigarettes is that you get this, you get this, this hit and these, these endorphins and these dopamines in the brain going off, which is caused by nicotine, but it go, it comes really quickly and it goes really quickly. 
And so you then have another cigarette and another drag to then hit that effect that you then had a minute ago. So it comes very quickly, goes very quickly, which is then what gives you that that addictiveness about wanting to, to carry on smoking more and more. Yeah, and you know, it gives you that temporary release, that temporary release from stress or even from pain or from a bad mood. And that's why they th- sort of thought originally it was probably medicinal because it does have a sort of that sort of effect because it releases those feel good hormones in your brain. Um, but yeah, like you said, it that is what's addictive about a cigarette. Cigarette companies are trying to genetically engineer tobacco plants to have more nicotine in them. Yeah. Because obviously if they can increase the amount of nicotine inside a cigarette, you know, you get more of a high, it makes you want it even more. Isn't there a chemical that they add into it that means that nicotine gets into your bloodstream quicker? Yeah, they add ammonia. Ammonia is added so that nicotine gets to your brain faster. Yeah, so like they know, oh, we'll add some ammonia. So we're talking about making the cigarette. Yeah. Here's all the tobacco. A little bit of ammonia in there. Oh, that that ammonia, that's the healthy one, isn't it? Ammonia is one of your five a day. (laughs) Ammonia is a common household cleaner. Oh, I got muddled up. (laughs) with that one there what we were talking about so obviously cigarettes are pretty horrific and governments are trying to you know they've they've got bans on cigarettes uh but they also tax them pretty highly don't they like the, the money the finances involved of cigarettes is pretty astronomical it's crazy and if we're saying that there are about five trillion cigarettes that are sold every year then then you can see why there's some big money to be made here. The cost, and I've read this, this varied a couple of times. So for the for the cigarette companies, the production of cigarettes, it's absolutely peanuts, isn't it? We're talking, it's like 10p. It's somewhere like yeah. between like eight cents and 20 cents or something to, to make a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, hold on. A pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Dangerous in case someone's saying a cigarette, a packet of like 20 cigarettes. Costs about ten p. Okay, what? What I mean, if got here in America, what's ten p? Like eleven cents or twelve cents or something now? Like it's nothing, and they're selling them. You know, in England, a packet of cigarettes is ten or eleven pounds. Pounds, yeah. ten or eleven pounds. That's like a hundred times more money. That's incredible. What they pay to make it. That is that is absolutely bonkers. And you might think, well, that is a a boatload that they're making on that production to the packet of cigarette but the cigarette company doesn't get to keep all of that money do they there's there's the governments are going out pretty hard now to then try and discourage people from smoking so they recognize like how bad it is for people and they tax massively each packet of cigarette don't they yeah the world health organization reckons tax should be about 75 percent the retail price of the tobacco which is pretty true. I was just looking at some of the figures for, for around Europe. Europe's highest is Bosnia-Herzegovina. They ch- the, the taxes uh, as a percentage of the packet of cigarettes is 86% of the price you pay is taxed to the government. Wow. 86%. And then that's very similar around Europe. It's all sort of low 80s, like 80%, ballpark 80% of what you pay for a pack of cigarettes is in tax. Yes. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to the cigarette companies because, like we we're saying, they make so much money yep. on a packet on on the, the price they have to pay to make them that they can pay that eighty percent because they just get so much more. Yes, 
Yeah, exactly. And so in, in the UK, I was having a little look that there's a there's 16.5% on the retail price plus just a flat £5.26 on a packet of cigarettes that's taxed. So if we're saying, wow. yeah, that those numbers are, are well up there with what you're saying in terms of who's the World Health Organization 75% um, plus. The uh, six biggest cigarette manufacturers in the world make more money than Coca-Cola, Walt Disney, FedEx, Google, Starbucks, and McDonald's combined. That is mind-blowing. Yeah. If you had like a six-a-side tournament, like, take the six biggest cigarette companies and then take, you know, whoever I just mentioned, McDonald's, Starbucks, Google, FedEx, Walt Disney, and Coca-Cola. I mean, they ain't little companies. Take them. Mind. The cigarette companies... The cigarette companies make more profit than the others. Wow. Mental. That is unbelievable. But they've, they've got some serious profit margins, haven't they, that we're talking about that they try and aim for. So their 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 profit margins are well over 40% that they're getting per yeah. pack, aren't they? Yeah. Which is a pretty decent business model. Yeah. So that means, you know, if they if they sell something for, if they sell a hundred pounds worth of stuff, they're keeping 40 quid of it every time. Like... Nestle, for example, their profit margin is about 15%. And like these are sort of 45. Yeah. Like mental is so much money. So you told me something in the week about advertising, because we were saying like they can't pay for advertising. So how are they making this much money? Because they're not allowed to advertise, really, are they? Well, that's like they're not on telly yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, you used to see it, like, they used to be all over the place. They used to, like, sponsor Formula One teams. They used to, like, that's global exposure. They used to be on TV. And as we were saying, like, doctors and that used to smoke as well. And doctors would even offer their their patients cigarettes. Um, but, yeah, so these, the, the tobacco companies now, you can't see their adverts on TV anymore. But the latest data I've got is from 2019. And it was saying that the largest tobacco companies we're spending about 8.2 billion on advertising and promotional expenses just in the United States. And so I was thinking, well, what does that actually mean? How are they spending 8.2 billion when you can't see it anywhere? And I know in the <laughs> UK now, like you, even the, the shops, they blanked out where they sell them, haven't they? So you can't even yeah. walk in yeah. and see it. But apparently, so in America, what they do is they, they pay the retailers money and rebates to try and promote their products or to have a cigarette stand in place. And they just pay them so much okay. and they know it's worth doing it that they then, yeah, they, they spent around 5.7 billion just on the, the promotional and display and merchandising of their, their cigarettes, which is astronomical. That's yeah. That's, that's crazy. But like, you know, they make so much money. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Literally doesn't matter. You can afford to. Doesn't matter at all. It's crazy. Do you know, I was looking at which countries with the most smokers in. Ah, okay. You know, the country of, I don't know how you say this, Nauru and yeah. Kiribati, they've got 52% of the population smokes. Wow. I mean, do you reckon they're advertising cigarettes there? Yeah, you got to think somehow. Yeah, Camel, that was a big brand, wasn't it? Big old camel cigarettes. Yeah. Um, Lucky Strike, Marlboro. Yeah, not that, on, this is free advertising for them now. Yeah, not the, should we be advertising? They, they spend some of their money sponsoring us or something. Surely from the tone of the whole episode, people know that we're not in favour of this. 
yeah. the, one of the other things that they were doing with their their advertising and their promotion that they tried to do was trying to advertise low tar cigarettes or menthol okay. cigarettes. But the whole point yeah. being is that that tar stuff that we spoke about earlier is still really bad. So having any of that tar going into your lungs isn't good. So it doesn't matter if you're having, you know, half the amount of tar. Yeah, good for you. There's still a whole load of tar that's going into your lungs, uh, which isn't very good. Um, and then with the whole menthol side, so because they know that they taste disgusting, they try and bring out menthol flavors to make it a bit nicer for people to smoke. And then there are these in the mixture. So in the in the actual production, they they call them toppings. So we said about all these different ingredients that they add into cigarettes when they make them to try and make them more appealing and people want to have them. They add in flavors that are then unique to each manufacturer. So you can sort of tell which one you're having. They're not all the same. Yeah, okay. It's quite interesting. Some of the, the, the flavors that they add in, they can add in licorice or orange oil, apricot stone, lime, lavender, dill seed, mace oil, beetroot juice. There's all sorts of weird stuff. Vanilla, but, rum, throw it all in. But Why the, not? But they will create chemicals as they burn because they also put in sugars. And sugar, yes. when sugar burns releases some of these chemicals that are far from ideal so you know it's all good that they're in there in the first place but it's not all good because you've got to set fire to them because that's how it works yes you know low tar cigarettes still gonna have tobacco in it and you've still got to burn the tobacco and regardless of what they put in there or you know maybe they put le- no added sugar you know like in like fruit like sweets <laughs> it doesn't matter tobacco itself is so bad yeah. it doesn't matter that they've not put in ammonia this time Yes. Like, you, you're just going to get ill from the tobacco. Exactly. And as we were saying, that the governments have cottoned onto this and they know that by having people who are becoming unwell or ill from cigarettes or from people who, you know, getting cancers, it then puts more of a burden on the health services and everything that are in, in place. So one of the things that the UK have said is that the government, they've set an objective in 2019 for England to be smoke-free by 2030. And their definition of smoke-free okay. is that five percent or less of the population smoke. So yeah, they're they're going pretty hard to try and reduce it to to make sure that people are discouraged from it. Sweden are smoke-free. They have less than five percent smokers. Are they? Yeah, they they have a lot of people that use. They call it snooze, but I th- I think that's like a chewing tobacco. I'm not sure that's anywhere near um, healthy at all. But it's certainly healthier than cigarettes. But yeah, they they have. Apparently they have less than 5% of people smoking. <laughs> um, have you got any any other sort of like trivia and facts to throw out there for people? Okay, this is going to be my takeaway, but it won't be. Do you know that cigarette butts are the most littered item on earth? Wow. Yeah, I can imagine. Okay. Up to 700,000 tonnes of it every year. Wow. Which is as heavy as... <laughs> My new thing for this series that is heavier. Now I'm in Dubai. You've probably all seen the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world. Yeah. It is heavier than that. There is more <laughs> cigarette butts littered every year than that weighs. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I've got a little one for you. The urea. So urea is a chemical compound that is a major part of urine. So when you go for a wee, urea, isn't it? That's used as a flavor for cigarettes. That's used oh to help God. it help it be milder. 
So that's that's nice for you. The next time someone's having a cigarette, I think there's a little bit of we in there. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. Well, I've got a takeaway. I think I've got my best. This this might be my favorite takeaway I've ever got. Go on then. Let everybody know what is your two guys one topic takeaway. Hi. You said earlier, approximately 5 trillion cigarettes are smoked every year, right? Yep. I googled how long a cigarette is. Oh, here we go. A cigarette is just over 7 centimetres. <laughs> You're going to be telling right? me how long is this. So again, for how heavy stuff is and how long stuff is. Right. If I laid 5 trillion cigarettes <laughs> end to end. <laughs> yeah. Right. You ready? Yep. It would go not to the moon and back. Not to Mars and back, round the sun and back. It would get to the sun back again because it's about 360 million kilometers. Now, the sun is about 150 million kilometers away. It would go to the sun and back, and you'd still be able to go around the world like thousands, tens of thousands of times. How many football pitches? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that, so just to recap, the amount of cigarettes smoked every year in the world laid end to end would go to the sun, round the sun, back again, and then still round the earth tens of thousands of more times. Blimey. That's an awful lot. <laughs> go on then. What's yours? My two guys want to be takeaway is, it's a sentence I read this week that is a bit morbid, but it just made me think. And I thought, well, yeah, that could probably be a good takeaway. So it's saying... Tobacco is the only product sold legally that will kill half of the people that use it, even though they're using it just as the manufacturer recommends. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty grim. That's bad, isn't it? They, they're, they're using it exactly as they're being told to. It's going to kill half the people yeah. that are using it. Oh. Yeah, way to finish it on a down, Ollie. Sorry. Sorry. Pull us out of it, Liam. It's not like somebody... you're back. If somebody said to you, Liam, do you know anything about cigarettes? Why do people even smoke this? Or what's the etymology of it? Do you think you could hold a conversation with someone about it? Yeah, for sure. Because I know it comes from the word cigar, which means to smoke, which is Mayan. Um, it's also got a bunch of chemicals. Uh, very interestingly, that nicotine is not one of the harmful ones. And that the main, um, the main issue with the chemicals is that they come from the tobacco being burnt. But yeah, what about yourself? Yeah, I think like you were saying earlier that yeah, nicotine isn't something that actually causes cancer. So I think everyone sort of has an idea that nicotine within cigarettes, but it's not the nicotine that causes cancer. It's that you're trying to search that next nicotine hit. The nicotine is apparently as, as addictive as, as heroin or, or cocaine. But in order to get that next nicotine hit, you then just need to inhale all of these other chemicals, which is pretty mind-blowing. And just what some of those chemicals are used for is outrageous that then people then want to put it in their body. Yep, completely agree. Yeah, nuts. Don't smoke. No, no, definitely. Well, yeah, we hope people have enjoyed listening to this week's episode and just hearing about some of the history of cigarettes and what goes into them. A bit of a different one for us to do this week. Obviously not endorsing it at all in, in any way whatsoever. <laughs> But if anybody's got any questions or want to, to message us, uh, please do so on our social medias at Two Guys One Topic on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We'll be back with you next Tuesday with a new episode. Exactly, Ollie. Get out there and share some 
Sicaret. Not late.